Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. We have a number of things to discuss today, but I do want to dedicate a bit of time talking about some of the games that I have been playing just because I know the Black Friday sales were happening and I'm pretty sure a lot of those sales will be happening again around Christmas time or just before Christmas time or on Boxing Day. So I just want to kind of prepare everyone in terms of some of the games that I had bought. Uh, but we'll definitely save some time for that towards the end of the show. So right into this, let's jump in. Battlefield. Let's talk about Battlefield. I mean, I got Battlefield 2042. So for those that don't know, I had my birthday quite recently. And one of my, one of my best friends, he bought me Battlefield 2042. Of course, I was really excited because, you know, I played a little bit of it on PC. Uh, you kind of heard my initial impressions and everything like that. Overall, I mean, obviously there were some issues with the game. But they were working on it. From what last I heard, DICE was working on it. They released a bunch of patches. I hadn't tried out with the new patches, but they were working on them. And Battlefield was always one of those games that I just really, really loved, especially Battlefield 5 or Battlefield V. What do you want to call them? I played a bit on my PlayStation, like really enjoying it. I did not play with a new patch. I, I think I just played the initial intro thing where you play a match with bots. So I do need to kind of properly dive in. But I mean, that's that stuff aside... You know, I'm looking forward to playing Battlefield. I want to jump into Battlefield. But with Battlefield itself, a lot of stuff was happening. A lot of stuff was happening around it because apparently EA is realizing, I don't know how, finally, but EA is finally realizing that Battlefield 2042 might not be, you know, in the best of states. You know, patches aside, it seems that the company is not, you know, they're not responding too well in terms of stocks and everything like that. The investors aren't too happy. Even internally, it seems like people aren't too happy. And there's just a major shakeup that just happened at Battlefield. Now, I don't know if this was already in the works from before or if this happened because of this. I won't be surprised because EA just seems like that sort of a company where they are quite, you know, reactive. I won't be surprised if because of what's happening with the game now, he kind of made a decision to basically change stuff up. One of the big things is basically a, a number of studios have kind of worked on Battlefield 2042 aside from DICE. And what they're doing is they want to expand the Battlefield universe. So we don't know what that means exactly. Battlefield 2042 does not come with a campaign. So it probably means that one of the studios, supporting studios that worked on the game, maybe might make a campaign mode and that might be sold for $30 or full price. And it's like a full proper campaign, you know, on its own uh, that will get nominated for Game of the Years and, and Narrative of the Years and whatever. I don't think that will happen. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. You know, you never know. Titanfall 2 was amazing. And I'll kind of get to that part in a second. But Basically, they want to split it up and have different experiences in the Battlefield world alongside, of course, their core experience, which is kind of like Halo Infinite's multiplayer with Halo Infinite's campaign. Same thing here, Battlefield with their multiplayer. And obviously, that is like the thing that gives them that recurring revenue. And then, of course, they will have this additional stuff that will get people like myself, people who love story-based games, which there are a lot of, you know, a lot of people, and get them invested in the story and the game and the franchise as well. So one of the big things is that the 
general manager of DICE, Oscar Gabrielson, he's leaving the company. And obviously, you know, it's basically to pursue other endeavors. We don't know if this was already in the works or, like I said, this was because of how the game was doing because clearly the game was not in a good state. The other thing is that, I mean, in my opinion, this is a good thing. You know, not that obviously I'm hoping Oscar Gabrielson, like hoping him, wishing him the best in his future endeavors. Hopefully he lands into another great company and, and works on their multiplayer stuff. And, you know, that becomes really well, that does really well. Or, you know, maybe he starts his own company. I don't know. I don't know, right? But the cool thing is that Respawn's Vin Sampella is basically going to be the new head of Battlefield. So for people that don't know, Vin Sampella is, he, he is the reason that we have Call of Duty the way it is now. Obviously, I shouldn't say, I, I, let me re rephrase that. Because when I say the way it is now, it might kind of deter you. It might make, me, make you think that, you know what? No, like, I don't, I don't really like that. He was the reason that we got Call of Duty 4. Obviously, there's a whole team behind him. But he was the reason we got Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. In 2007, the thing that kind of started it all. And, and I think he also did Modern Warfare. Because he was in Infinity War. So he, I think he did Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. And then he left. And then he started Respawn, where they did uh, Titanfall 1. Titanfall 2, as we know, was which was amazing. And of course, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So when you look at what he has done, it is... It is quite amazing. It's quite quite awesome that way. So now he will bring this, you know, Apex Legends, Titanfall knowledge, Call of Duty 4 knowledge, and bring that to Battlefield. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I, I'm pretty sure EA would have wanted that way back when, when the whole stuff was happening, where Call of Duty 4 was taking over, Battlefield was trying to fight back, and it was just kind of them going back and forth, and Call of Duty just took off. I'm pretty sure EA at that point would be like, if we could just get Vince on our side. And now they actually have Vince on their side. They obviously had him, like, a while back because of respawn but now they literally have him on the battlefield side and i think that is good news in my opinion that is good news because this is someone that i honestly based on his you know resume of all the games he's released he is trustworthy in this you know in in, in terms of him being able to handle this game and being able to kind of actually realize its full potential so i'm quite excited to see what he does and of course i think there's another cool aspect to this is the portal mode in Battlefield 2042 is something that I think a lot of people love. I play that as well on a PC and I really like that. What it does is basically it puts you in like an older map with older weapons. The idea that kind of lets you revisit some of the older maps and older games in a sense through this portal mode. And the studio that made that was called Ripple Effect. Ripple Effect. Uh, and they apparently are going to get a separate, you know, Battlefield game that they can kind of work on, which is awesome because I think they can kind of spin that off and do their own thing and that will be pretty sick. The other cool thing is, apparently, there's someone called, I think his name is Marcus Leto, I could be wrong, but basically, this person was the, he, he designed Master Chief for Halo, and you know how much I love Halo, and he has a studio in Seattle that will be working with EA, and that will, they will also be working on a Battlefield-like thing, I think they're also going to be helping with Battlefield 2042, but he's also involved in this game, and that is awesome too, so... I know like obviously when you think about Battlefield shakeup, it's like, oh my God, what's happening? The game is still being supported from what I understand. The cool thing is they're expanding it and they're also bringing in the right people. And I honestly think this is what we need here. They're releasing some, some patches, which apparently should be fixing it and whatnot. I'll definitely check and report back on that. But on top of that, they're actually making some good moves. And I honestly, it's weird how I'm, I'm coming off with this. Usually I'm, I'm like usually ready to go on a rant with this sort of stuff. Like how can they do this? I was so excited for Battlefield. You know, all the other games are doing way better and, and you know, like all that stuff. But in, in, in this case, when I saw this, I'm like, okay, Battlefield 2042, they're still working on it. 
you know, I don't know if it'll be in the best spot possible. Uh, it's already losing a lot of player base, like a lot of like a huge chunk of players just kind of left already. And because especially when you think about Halo coming out for free, right? Like, I don't know if it's going to be in the best days, if it's like a new No Man's Sky or Final Fantasy 14 kind of a situation. We I don't know that. But these moves itself tell me that, okay, they are thinking more strategically. They do feel that they can kind of improve this and make this better. So I am excited. I am excited to see what they can do with it. It's still not okay that they release a game in the state that it came out in. So here are the people that bought the early access version, which is just a ridiculous price. But let's just see what happens. I want to give them at least another few months, you know, Cyberpunk, I was ready to give them a while as well. Although I will be playing Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk does seem pretty fun from what I, what I can understand uh, based on what I, like what I learned from my friends who have been playing it and stuff. Uh, but like, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give them a bit more time just because I do love Battlefield and I did really, really enjoy Battlefield 5. So with that, we can move on to, you know, talking about Cyberpunk. Apparently, they're going to be releasing. I, I say apparently, I, you know, I, it's, it's weird because I, sh I should be saying they will be releasing. But let's just go with apparently they will be releasing a very big 1.5 patch. I think that's what it's called. I think the last patch was 1.3 and they're just skipping over the 0.4 and they're going straight to 0.5 to let you know how serious they are about this patch because this is the one. This is them doing a spinal tap and just kind of plugging that thing up and saying this goes to 1.5 rather than 1.4. If anyone gets that Final Fantasy reference, please like let me know. I, I feel like I might be the only one. But they basically had like a an investors meeting or investors call or something like that. And I think they said that we're going to be releasing the, the next major update and it's called Patch 1.5. It'll be coming in the first two months. And then basically this will essentially include the next gen version of the game. So that is obviously good news. I mean, a year and a few months late, in my opinion, I feel like they should have come out day and date. But again, I get that. Even then, I feel like it should have come out six months later. But again, you know, all that stuff that happened with it. So it, it is good news. I mean, it might push me, it might put me off playing the game for like a little bit longer because I was about to start this game. Because I was like, I don't think this next gen patch is going to come out like until like next November at this rate. But now that they've said it's going to come out in the first couple of months, I'm like, okay, you know what? It's just, we're already in December. Might as well wait. Plus, I have like 1,800 other games that I will definitely be talking about very soon. So, I mean, overall, it is good news. Like, Cyberpunk 2077, again, from there are fundamental issues. Uh, this is just me kind of scouring Reddit, just kind of getting other people's opinions. And even my friend's opinion, like I was saying, who have played it, there are some just embedded issues with how the game works. You know how the game just plays how the ai reacts stuff like that they just there's just issues like that but those issues aren't you know anything different from what you might see in an elder scrolls game or witcher 3 or any of these big rpgs so and i know they promised us a lot they promised us quite a bit but putting that aside if you just look at this as an rpg from what i'm understanding from what i've learning from my friends as well that have been playing this more recently it is actually a really fun rpg like you will get immersed, you will want to do every side mission, you will want to just live in that atmosphere, like live in that world. And I feel like that is a, that is that says a lot. That that just says a lot that you know what, we we did kind of put a lot on this. And again, based on their marketing and what they told us, I'm looking at it as now, you know, and at this point in time, that stuff will not be fixed. Like they, they've offered us refunds, everything like that. That will not be fixed. It will not be what they promised. But we can at least look at this as an RPG. And just go in being like, okay, this looks like a cool RPG. Let me try it out. And from what I understand, it is actually pretty a pretty fun RPG. And like all the characters and everything like that are just so awesome. And the gameplay is also not bad either. So I feel like 
I think if anyone, any of you haven't played this game yet and have a new console, just wait a couple of months and you will get it. And you will get like the next gen version itself. Anyone that, you know, has a PS4 or Xbox One and can find a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or, or anything like that, I also would recommend don't play that. You know, apparently it's still not the greatest on the PS4 or the older consoles at the moment. And of course, you know, if you if you know you're going to be getting a new console and you see this game on sale because it does go on sale quite a bit. I think it was like $20 in Canada. So like I can only imagine what that is in USC. But it was like $20 in Canada. So if you see that game on sale for your console and you know you're going to be getting a next-gen console, you might as well pick that up and keep it with you in a couple of months. The next-gen version will be out and then hopefully you might also have a new console at the same time. So I think my main thing is that I feel like we can give this game a chance you can, I, I might wait until, I'm probably going to be waiting until patch 1.5 with the whole big update. And I feel like you can do the same. But I think it is, it is okay to give this game a chance now. I mean, I've kind of gone on my rants about Cyberpunk 2077 in the past and everything like that and how disappointing it was and everything like that in terms of what I was reading. Again, haven't played the game, just heard it and just kind of read the reviews and I did not want to waste my time, right? That was the main thing. I just did not want to waste my time playing this game. And it was such a, in such a bad state and a lot of promises weren't being kept. But I feel like now I'm actually at a point where I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of cool games. I'm per, I'm like in the mood to play some Cyberpunk now. With that, we can move on to, you know, since we're talking about Black Friday and stuff like that. Um, the Xbox Series X, S, yeah, sorry, not X. Xbox Series S, kind of went both S and X at the same time. Uh, the Xbox Series S was the most popular console during Black Friday. So this is obviously kind of making the rounds and everything like that. And... I mean, most of many of you will probably know I actually picked up an Xbox Series S first because I just thought it was a cool console. I liked how it looked. I thought this was a perfect companion console for someone who has a PS5, has a Nintendo Switch, and has a PC. So I was like, you know what? This is perfect, and I can play all my Game Pass games on my TV, and it'll look, it'll be awesome. And obviously, the the main issue that I had was a space in the end. And also, the main reason I got the Series S at that point was because it was readily available. I probably would have picked up a Series X. It just was not easy to find, but the Series S is readily available everywhere. So I want to just kind of bring that up because, you know, this this headline is making the, making the rounds and I'm sure it's just to kind of get a lot of clicks, but it also needs to be understood that the, the Xbox Series X and the PS5 are just not available. Like the, where the Series S is readily available. Like I can literally go on Best Buy right now and pick up a Series S, like no jokes. Like this, it's even on, I don't know if, about Amazon actually. I feel like Amazon is always sold out, but Walmart and and the and Best Buy is like always really available here in Canada in Toronto. So I was, I just wanted to bring that up just because it is easy to get this, and of course because of that, you know, more people, especially now, like think about a Game Pass, Halo, all this stuff, right? Like, and it's, it's like honestly, it's the perfect Christmas present for for your kids, right? Like it's digital. It you can give them Game Pass. So you don't need to buy them eight hundred games or whatever, which is added cost, right? It's tiny. You know, it looks nice, it's cheap. So like, it's just a perfect thing to buy someone for, for Black Friday or for Christmas, sorry. So I just feel like that's gonna, I just wanna bring that in. You know, it doesn't mean that the Series X or the PS5 aren't popular. Like that, that's kind of what I wanted to like kind of get across is that no, like the Series X and the PS5 are still very, very high in demand, which is why you see them sold out all the time. It's just because as soon as they're available, they get sold out. And obviously they just aren't being manufactured at the same speed as the Series S. That's why they haven't topped the charts. Otherwise, I can guarantee you it'll be like the PS5 or the Series X, one of those for sure. So that was just kind of, I just want to quickly bring that up. I feel like we can move on to the next topic. So the Metroid Dread developer 
Mercury's team, I, like as many of you know now, I really, really like Metroid, right? I really love that game, to be honest. Like it's like one of my favorite games of the year. Really enjoyed it. It was so fun. It made me play it in a way that I never thought I could play a game. Like I just played and like just did things in that game that I wouldn't just, I, I don't know. I just don't feel attracted to those kinds of games in general. So I was surprised that this game just, just grabbed me and I just couldn't stop playing. I just wanted to kind of go in and just play a little bit more, just 10 more minutes, kind of like Moth on the Rise. So like obviously in love with this game. The cool thing is that Mercury Steam, the developer, they have basically partnered with 505 Games. So they they published Control, which is again, like a game of the year and, and like really, really great game. And they're going to be working on a new game. For everyone that doesn't know, Mercury Steam is not owned by Nintendo. It is a third party studio that Nintendo obviously hired to make Metroid Dread. So it's really cool and apparently they're working on an action RPG with 505 games and of course 505 games have given them you know a sizable amount to be able to make that game but you know coming from Metroid Dread I, I just think that's really cool like it's obviously a team that knows how to make a game they know how to make a fun game that plays well so I think this can be you know the thing that kind of brings up up even higher I know like their game is nominated for game of the year so many places and it'll probably get nominated or win in many places at the same time, right? I'm pretty sure it'll do really, really well. But like giving, have now having this under their resume, under their belt, to be able to kind of get a good sizable amount of money where you can actually just kind of do what you want and kind of actually explore some cool ideas. I think that'll be really cool. That's kind of what I want for Double Fine because Double Fine, Tim Schafer with Psychonauts 2, Psychonauts 2 is just amazing. I just want Tim Schafer to be able to be, just be given like all kinds of money to be like, just go crazy. Just do, do what you want, you know? Something like how Hideo Kojima got all that money for Death Stranding. I just want Tim Schafer to be able to kind of get that blank check and kind of do what he wants. It was just really cool what Mercury Stream can kind of pull off. I'm really excited to to see what they do with this because, you know, more than anything, even though the story wasn't something that really grabs you, it was a game and the gameplay, like, is it, does the gameplay just kind of get, kept you going? It was just kind of sucking you in. And that's one of the reasons, like, Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Games are so great, right? Like, because they keep bringing you in. Same with Animal Crossing. The fact that a Metroid game did that to so many, you know, gamers out there, especially people like myself who aren't really familiar with the Metroid, Metroidverse, you know, at all, to be able to kind of jump in and just play and like love this game so much. I think that they know how to do, they have something up their sleeve. So I really hope that they, you know, they are able to kind of go crazy with this and kind of try something new with this action RPG. It could be in the same vein as Metroid Red, who knows? But I'm always surprised if they're like, you know what? No, let's go Horizon Zero Dawn style and just go full 3D, full 3D world and all that. So with this, we can move on to games I have been playing. And before that, I'll kind of talk about games that I bought during Black Friday. Or actually, I should say bought during Black Friday and also received as presents. But those games are also on sale around Black Friday time as well. So I kind of wanted to bring in both just in case. Other than Battlefield, actually, Battlefield is not unfortunately on any sales it'll probably be on a sale very soon with the way the game is going but i'll start off with guardians of the galaxy i'm going to talking i'm going to be talking about this game in terms of you know me playing it and everything like that in a little bit uh you know what actually i'll just talk about it now guardians of the galaxy amazing game safsel bought me this game she bought the deluxe edition like a really cool steel book and all that stuff and i put this game in and immediately the music everything just hit the right spot the game looks amazing. The gameplay is awesome. I love the characters. There's obviously a, a bit of weird jankiness to, to the game a little bit here and there. Uh, something if you might notice if you have ever played uh, any of the Tomb Raider games. There's a, there's a little bit of jank here and there. But sometimes when they're like saying dialogues, they might talk over each other. 
sometimes like the movement sometimes like feel a little bit janky but overall the story is awesome the graphics look really good the the music is awesome the gameplay is really really fun and like it it kind of meshes the rpg and action battling elements with it like so perfectly that like i feel like yeah this i'm i just feel like a lot of people aren't giving this game a chance and it is on a sale right now or it might be it might not be on a sale anymore but it was on a sale on black friday but it will probably be on a sale around december 25th as well so you definitely check this game out it is definitely worth whatever asking price it is at that point because i would be more than happy to pick this game at full price because this is such a fun fun game the next thing that i got was life is strange true colors so this game i think it dro dropped like half off um and I, I know for some people that still might not be enough just because of the type of game this is but if you have played life is strange uh any of the earlier ones or if you played any of the telltale games which are which is a series like just a set of games that i just really really love i've played like basically all of them except the the last walking dead season which is surprising because that was the one that kind of got me into telltale games but basically life is strange is kind of like that ex except it's a little bit it just imagine a little bit bigger and the, the story is supposed to be really good like got really good reviews and i mean the main thing is that with life is strange they do they, they use a cool element to kind of like have like the story and everything based around and usually that element is you having some sort of power your character having some sort of a power and basically in life is strange true colors what happens is you see an aura around a person and you can tell their mood or like you can tell like their mood slash what they're feeling kind of like that and you can use that to kind of make certain decisions you know especially if you're questioning someone or if you don't want to hurt someone's feelings stuff like that you can kind of use that to be able to make certain decisions and of course that plays into the story so that is obviously a really cool game and i think people should try that out if you're interested it probably will be on a sale again very soon the other one is near replicant one point whatever like it's like a huge set of numbers after that if you play near automata this is basically the game before near automata this is the first game in that series even though near automata kind of did, did its own thing near the replicant from you know what i heard is completely different from the original game they kind of changed it up a lot they remade it in a sense and the thing that the, the reason that i bought this game was because near automata had an amazing soundtrack just simply amazing i think i still have that like soundtrack on my spotify or somewhere because i just like love the soundtrack so much and near replicant is no different so if you play near automata and you want to kind of see or you just want to play a game like that again this is the, this is the game this is the perfect game and it's on sale and it got really good reviews on top of that the next one is paper mario origami stars origami something i think something like that this is a really cool mario rpg game paper mario I, I, i've never played one but it's a, apparently like a, a very well-known series and people love paper mario so for me this is my first game i think this was on a sale too most Switch games are not going to be on huge sales but just check you know sometimes you might find some that are on a deep deep discount i got lucky and i found astral chain which is a game by platinum games uh, it was on a discount where it cost basically 35 Canadian dollars, but the digital version through GameStop. And that was just, yeah, like it was, I, I've never seen it at that price. So obviously I jumped at it. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to play it, but obviously I've jumped at that and, and bought that ASAP. The one that I definitely want to bring up is anyone that ever kind of, you know, played or grew up playing the Mass Effect series. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition is also on a huge sale. And of course, like I, I was fortunate enough to get this as a present as well. So I'm really excited to kind of jump in and replay Mass Effect. Like I, I feel like this is the time I'm actually in the mood to play Mass Effect. I'm honestly itching to kind of replay Mass Effect, which is really weird. I would never have thought that would be happening. 
but like we're not getting a new method game for a while it seems so this is a perfect opportunity to kind of get into that and with that we'll kind of move into talking about some of the games that i've been playing i'll quickly kind of go over again guard of the galaxy amazing please check it out if you can halo infinite multiplayer the progression stuff is still kind of weird it's still not what i think it should be but they're getting there they're they're improving it 343 is getting better at it they are adding the six match system where every day when you log in the first six matches give you like a lot of xp to the point that i think you should be able to level up at least once or twice with it i could be wrong with the twice part but you should be able to level up uh, level up after playing six games or so at least right so like that is a good start at least they're kind of working on that which is not too bad I'm still gonna wait. Hopefully, they will. They'll keep improving it. You know, because I, I, I just love Halo. I'm just, I just want to keep playing that game. But right now, I'm like, you know what? Right now, it feels like I can't, I can't choose the mode that I want to play. At the same time, I feel like anytime I do play, I don't get XP sometimes, or like, you know, it just, it just doesn't feel like I'm progressing. So I'm just gonna, I'm just waiting because there's so many other games to play right now, which is like very, very lucky of me. The one that I would quickly want to talk about was Deathloop. I finally finished the game. I just kind of got in a roll with it. Like I reached a point where everything was kind of rolling and all of a sudden I just reached the end of the game without even realizing. And yeah, like it, this was a very, very interesting, very, very good game. I do not think this is a 10 out of 10, which is what a lot of people have been kind of bringing up. But I do think the concept and what they did was pretty cool. Like it, like now that I'm looking back at it, having played it, it is pretty cool what they were able to achieve with a third person action RPG genre or first person, not, why did I say third person, first person action RPG genre and kind of change it to a point where, you know, usually you're like, all right, I'm in first person, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. It's the same song and dance all the time. But in this case, surprisingly, they found a really cool way to be like, okay, you know you know what you do normally in that? Okay, we're gonna do that, but we're gonna do something else very, very cool with the whole concept of how you progress in a mission and how you progress in a story with an overarching story itself like of the whole the whole universe or whatever that will kind of keep grabbing you and like it was really cool and i do appreciate what they were able to achieve with that and that i definitely think is a 10 out of 10 i think overall like once i finished it now that i'm at the end it's like yeah like it was really cool but it wasn't something like the story was cool enough it was okay but it wasn't something that i'm like yeah this is awesome the gameplay as well was cool it was okay again it wasn't something like god of war or metroid dread but like when you look at what they were able to achieve with this, with this idea, you're like, yeah, you know what? Okay, I get it. I get that this was cool. Again, not a 10 out of 10. I think a 9 out of 10 will be more reasonable. But yeah, overall, I'm, I'm done with Deathloop. I might go and platinum it because I do kind of enjoy that game. I might platinum it next year. I just have too many games right now. So I'm just going to wait until next year maybe. But Deathloop, definitely, it's on sale. I think it's on sale right now too. Definitely check it out. It is definitely worth the buy. You'll definitely enjoy this game and see what you know Arcane was able to achieve after all their all the games that they kind of made with you know Dishonored one and two were like my favorite game one of my favorite games uh, Dishonored um, the Death of the Outsider was awesome Prey was great I didn't really like Prey as much but overall I kind of saw what they were trying to do with with the whole immersive sim thing but like you know I feel like they just never got that love that they deserved and this game is finally giving them that which is awesome. And the last thing that I want to quickly talk about or the last game that I've been playing is Halo 1. So I'm kind of trying to make my way slowly with Safsil through the Halo franchise. I want her to kind of experience Halo with me again because I think that'll be awesome. I think it'll be really great for us to kind of go through Halo and then play Halo Infinite once that comes out. And yeah, we're kind of going through Halo 1. Halo 1 surprisingly still runs really well, still plays really well. Um, I don't know if I've already talked about Halo 1 in, in the last 
uh, last episode, but we are kind of making a ways into the game. I, I kind of forgot that the game isn't that long, especially some of the older, you know, first-person shooting games were never, like, the story were never was never really that long. So we are kind of making our way through the game pretty quickly. So I'm kind of excited to kind of jump into Halo 2 because Halo 1, Halo 3, and Halo... Yeah, no, actually, you know what? Halo 1, Halo 3, and Reach are the three games that I remember the most. Halo 2, ODST, Halo 4, Halo 5. I honestly have no clue what happened in those games. So I'm kind of excited to, to replay them. You know, I wanted, I wanted to kind of get to the whole thing. And obviously, I want to go in order of release and everything like that. So I want to take my time. I might not actually get to playing Halo Infinite, the campaign, until maybe next year, depending on how long it takes. But that's okay. I Like I said, that's okay. I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to just enjoy my time with Halo because it is a great franchise. And Halo Infinite has really, really got me in and really got me excited for this game once again, for this franchise once again. With that, we can leave it there. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. The links to my social media channels and the email will all be in the description. So you can just copy paste from there. And yeah, let me know what you think about, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, their patch and everything like that. What do you think about Battlefield? Do you think it is in a good state now? Or do you ever think it will be in a good state in the future? And of course, what games you're going to be picking up this December 25th or Boxing Day or whatever sales that might be coming up. Let me know what games that you have picked up or will be picking up and can you know compare and see which ones did I miss out on. Thanks so much everyone. I'll see you next time. Bye.